Welcome in, everybody, to a special edition of the Sports Roundtable on this April the 18th, 2019, right before Good Friday. Hello, I am your host, Aaron Host. This lovely podcast is being brought to you by Brouhaha in Kingwood, where the coffee beans are roasted in-house and the coffee beans are absolutely delicious, by Three Guys Fitness in Reedsville. If you mention you heard this ad on 96.7 K-Country, you receive five dollars off your initial membership fee and then by shortcuts in morgantown the closest barber shop to the downtown campus of wvu and get this on tuesday it is 12 dollar haircuts on tuesday so why is everybody wondering am i bringing you this uh, this random edition of the sports roundtable on thursday we normally record on tuesday and the edition releases that night well i'm bringing this to you because i'm a penguins fan i have to get Something off my chest. I want to just uh, discuss and jump into the Penguins series against the New York Islanders. As everybody knows now, the Penguins and the Tampa Bay Lightning, first two teams knocked out of the National Hockey League Stanley Cup playoff race. Both disappointing ends on either end of the spectrum. The Penguins had a not-so-good season. The Tampa Bay Lightning were the President Trophy winners. The President's Trophy winners in the National Hockey League, one of the most prestigious awards any team can win, and they had a win total that was so high, it was unprecedented that they lost to... To the Columbus Blue Jackets, a team the Penguins have handled in the past before, but the Blue Jackets just seem to have their number. But none of that. We're we're talking Penguins hockey here and the lack thereof. The Penguins are out of the playoffs. They were knocked out on Tuesday at home by a score of 3-1. to one. A very disappointing performance, you could say. The Penguins lost in front of their home crowd. Both games, games 3 and 4, only only scoring one goal apiece, your your captain, Sidney Crosby, was non-existent in this playoffs. He did not register a goal. I think that is something definitely the Pittsburgh Penguins need to address. When your stars are not performing and not playing to the level that is expected in the Stanley Cup playoffs, I get it. The National Hockey League is a grind. It is an 82-game schedule where it is an absolute grind right down to the bitter finish and that's if you even make it to the playoff race and then once you make it to the Stanley Cup Finals it's another four series before you got a chance of getting the season over with when you go to the National League uh, the National Hockey League Stanley Cup Final so it drags on when the Penguins went back to back seasons and won back to back Stanley Cups can you imagine the grind and the toll it had on their bodies as they were literally playing from the middle of September training camp starts in early September so they're playing from uh, the beginning of September clear until June so you're literally only getting three months off three months off you are getting 90 days off if that some of those some of those guys play in the the international hockey leagues or during the off season so you're not even getting that amount of rest time so it takes a toll on your body I think you saw that last year when the Pittsburgh Penguins only made it by the first round before bowing out to the Washington Capitals who who would go on to win the the NHL Stanley Cup and dethrone the Penguins you could say 
for that year since the Penguins did win back-to-backs. But let's talk about this season. The Penguins came into this season just like any other season with a good chance of winning the Stanley Cup Final with with uh, winning it all. Us as Penguins fans, we have been blessed to see the talent come through Pittsburgh. The likes of Mario Lemieux, Yarmir Yager, Paul Coffey, Evgeny Malkin, Sidney Crosby, and you could even th- say now Jake Gensel. Jake Gensel, a guy who two years ago you did not even hear of until he was called up and played a game against the New York Rangers when he scored two goals of which. And then he, he just he just jumped onto the scene and he has been off ever since. Jake Gensel was the only I, I would say was the only bright spot in this in this uh short playoff run the Penguins had. What do you think? I mean, I just think that Jake Gensel, with the goals that he scored during the season, he scored 40 goals on the season, which was tops on the team. Now, your your points leader was Sidney Crosby with 100. He was also your assist leader, but Sidney Crosby was non-existent in this playoff. He did not register a goal, which was very, which was very subpar of Sidney Crosby. Said the kid is known for at least dishing out the assist and at least racking up the points, but he did not get on the goal chart. You need your stars to score when it matters most. Let's break down each individual game. The Pittsburgh Penguins started their playoff run on April 10th as they took on the New York Islanders in Long Island at Nassau at Nassau County Coliseum. And now uh, as the Islanders uh, go forth in their playoff journey, they'll go back to the Barclays Center as it's being rumored. But the first game the Penguins lost. This, I think, was the setting the tone for the Pittsburgh Penguins. This is when the wind went out of their sails. If they would have won this game, the Penguins lost this game in in overtime, four to three. They scored a goal late in the third period to tie it up to send it to overtime. But then the Penguins gave up a goal in overtime. I think I just deflated them from there because they came out flat foot on April twelfth, only scoring one goal very early, and then it was re. And then the Islanders just took it away from them as they scored, and then they scored another unanswered goal, keeping the score three to one. And then on Sunday, when they played on national television at noon. They were just throttled in front of the home fans, losing four to one. And then by that point, the Penguins went down three to nothing. Everyone basically pretty well assumed that the Pittsburgh Penguins season was over with. And then, as you guys know, Tuesday was the final nail in the coffin. The Pittsburgh Penguins lost three to one. The New York Islanders—they were exceptional in this series. They were exceptional. They took the Penguins and they took them by storm. They did not take them with any grain of salt, and they went right after them. They attacked them and they won. And they took the Penguins. They took the Penguins to the to the doghouse. They, the the Penguins did not have a shot in this playoff series. If you would have told me that the Pittsburgh Penguins would have been swept. Four games in a row by the New York Islanders, I would have told you you were crazy. I would have at least thought the Pittsburgh Penguins would have made it by this round. I predicted the Penguins to go to the Stanley Cup Final. That was ignorant of me and probably because I am blinded because I am a diehard Pittsburgh Penguins fan. I am a little bit unbiased at, or I'm a little bit biased at times when it comes to thinking of Pittsburgh sports in the sense of the Penguins hockey. But if I would have had to choose it all over again, 
knowing what I did, taking away the Penguins' loss to the Islanders, if you would have told me the Penguins would have lost to the New York Islanders, I wouldn't have seen it. If I would have seen it, it wouldn't have been in four games. I would have said it would have took at least seven games for the Pittsburgh Penguins to be knocked out of the playoffs by the New York Islanders, not four. The last time the Pittsburgh Penguins got knocked out in four straight games in a playoff series, you have to go back to the lockout season when Jerome McGinley was traded over to the Pittsburgh Penguins and the Pittsburgh Penguins bowed out because of the Boston Bruins' exceptional goalie performance by Tuka Rask at the time. The Boston Bruins would end up going on to the Stanley Cup Final, obviously because the Penguins were in the Eastern Conference Finals already that year. The Penguins had the best record in the NHL that year. But look, they got knocked out by a team that came ready to play. Thomas Vokun that year was exceptional, taking over from Marc-Andre Fleury as he was injured. Thomas Vokun would take 40 shots, give up a goal, and the Penguins would lose. While Tuka Rask was taking 50 and 60 shots by the Penguins, and he would not give up a goal, and and the Boston Bruins would win. You say you say what you want, but that was exceptional. Uh, that was exceptional goalie performance when you're talking about the immense amounts of shots that he was taking, and he was able to block every single one of them. But now, like you said, the Pittsburgh Penguins, they finished third in the Metropolitan this season. Third third overall in the Metropolitan this season. Coming down to the last game, which they lost in overtime to the New York Rangers with uh, an overtime loss. And if the Pittsburgh Penguins would not have went would not have went into overtime, the Pittsburgh Penguins would be playing the Washington Capitals right now. They would not even be playing the New York Islanders. So who knows? We could have a totally different storyline if the Pittsburgh Penguins would not have went into overtime. Could that have been the dagger in the Penguins season, playing against a very fast Islanders team? Since the Penguins would have played the Washington Capitals if they wouldn't have went into overtime, you would have to think the the Capitals would have not as much strength, not, not as much stamina in their legs because the Caps just went and won the Stanley Cup final last year, so they would definitely be a little more tired trying to go at it again, just as the Penguins were in the second year. Going through the Stanley Cup playoffs is not easy. The Penguins may look easier in the first time they done it, but the second time they done it around looked a little bit tougher, and it was not so much a guarantee. It never is a guarantee anyways. But back to the point. If the Pittsburgh Penguins would not have won overtime, they would have faced the Washington Capitals. And the Penguins and Ovechkin, they know each other. I think it would have been a tougher series. And I honestly think, to my belief, the Pittsburgh Penguins would have beat the Washington Capitals in the first round of the playoffs if they had not faced the Islanders. The Islanders were faster, they are quicker, they are hungry. The Penguins did not match up well against them. The Penguins did not have the defense in this series where you would see the Islanders get those three-on-ones, those three-on-two rushes, and the Penguins could not defend that. You left Matt Murray out to dry. Now, if you're asking me if Matt Murray's the franchise goaltender of the Pittsburgh Penguins, I don't know. Marc-Andre Fleury was a little bit inconsistent in his first few years of the Pittsburgh Penguins when he was with us. But look what that turned out to be. So I am not ready to say Matt Murray is not the goaltender of the future of the Pittsburgh Penguins. Any Pittsburgh organization knows they like consistency. They like to know what their future is. So I think the Penguins and Mario Mario Lemieux and Jim Rutherford want to test the wall, want to make sure that Matt Murray is the right decision. Because if you look by them getting rid of Flurry right now, it looks the wrong decision. 
Flurry is on top of the world with some of the highest league leading in shutouts. He has helped the Vegas Golden Knights go to the Stanley Cup final last year. That means Marc-Andre Flurry has went to three straight Stanley Cup finals. We'll see if he makes it there this year. But now this season, as the Penguins enter in the offseason, this Penguin season was full of nothing but ups and downs. The Pittsburgh Penguins were very inconsistent throughout the year. When you thought they had it made, all of a sudden there was an injury. When you thought they hit the lowest of the low, they went right back up to the top. The Penguins tried. They tried to fix their defensive issue by picking up Eric Goodbranson from the Vancouver Canucks. Goodbranson is not known as a scorer. He is known as a defenseman. That's all he does. So he is not known for a scorer. He is known for staying back, being conservative, and not being liberal with shooting the puck. He is known for being conservative and trying to conserve the shots uh, that the opponent's going to put on his goaltender. He's not too concerned with about the offensive side of it. That's what the Penguins needed as they had lacked a defensive defenseman, an offensive defenseman as all the Penguins had. Chris Letang was always up uh, up in the offensive zone. Brian Dumoulin, Ole Mata, they were all up there. The Penguins, well, I think they were at a loss at their identity this year. They did not know who they were. The Pittsburgh Penguins were a good team, though. They have the talent. You have Phil Kessel. You have Patrick Hornquist. You have Sidney Crosby. Evgeny Malkin. Jake Gensel. Matt Collin. It just goes on and on and on. So the Penguins always have the pieces to go for a Stanley Cup final. It's just that those pieces gel together. I'm not trying to say that there was any, any bad chemistry in the locker room. What I am trying to say is I think the Pittsburgh Penguins need to move some pieces around, change his team up. I'm not saying get rid of the coach. I like Mike Sullivan as a coach. I think he is the coach for this franchise. I think you need to change up some of the players. Phil Kessel underperformed in the playoffs. That is a person that has been rumored and rumored in trade talks for the last two years with the Pittsburgh Penguins. If the Penguins got rid of him, it'd be a big boost where they would not be paying that salary. So they could go out and get an airplane. You don't have to have the flashy players. If you have a team where you got grinders and you got uh, people that can grind it out, like a Matt Cook type or a Steve Downey type, the person that gets in your face and intimidates those teams, that puts those teams a little bit intimidation. It's hard to intimidate any National Hockey League team. But with that said, if you get a Matt Cook, a Steve Downey, an Aaron Asham, Look how much the teams are less likely to come up and hit your star players and put us on the defense, and then they get an offensive attack. So I think you need to get more of that grit back into the Penguins. The third and fourth lines are supposed to be known as the grit lines for the Penguins. They have been historical. When the Penguins won uh, in 09 against the Detroit Red Wings, Max Talbot, Pascal Dupuis, Matt Cook were known. Craig Adams. Not necessarily scorers, but they are people that will hit you. They are people that are good on the penalty kill. They are people that will protect the net and keep the pucks away from your goaltender so where he does not get wore out halfway through the season. The Penguins, I think, wore out their goaltending. They were not... They were not protecting it. So every night you would see Matt Murray, Casey Dismiss, Travis Jari... Tristan Jari, rather, taking on an ample amount of shots, 30, 40 shots a game. That wears any goaltender out 
over the course of an 82-game schedule, plus you're traveling, yes, they, they're professionals. They should have their bodies up to that. But you tell me how hard it is for any player to do that. What do I think the Penguins need to do this season? What do you think they need to do this offseason preparing for the next season as they try to rebound from this? Because uh, if you look at it from my standpoint and how I see it, this season was a very disappointing season from any Penguin Pittsburgh Penguins standpoint. The Penguins underperformed this whole season. Heck, at one time the Pittsburgh Penguins were out of the playoff race because they were underperforming so bad. They weren't clear down at the bottom, but they were they were fighting for that playoff position with them in Carolina. It was hard for them to get in, and once they got in, they got knocked out in four games. What what other team? The Montreal Canadiens. But they're wishing they would have got instead. It makes you wonder, did the Penguins waste a spot for another team that could have had a run? Could a team like the Montreal Canadiens have took the Penguins' spot and gone farther than them? Nah, that's, a, that's a very debatable question. I don't know if that question even really matters. But the Penguins this offseason, I know they need to get back down to the basics. They need to They need to grab a defenseman. They need to get the grip back on the third and fourth lines. I would say Phil Kessel would uh, Phil Kessel could be a possible trading chip for the Penguins to get some more grip back in Aaron Asham or Steve Downey type. That would definitely help the Penguins get some of that grit and some of that toughness back into the lineup because all we got is speed and offense. We don't got no defense. Chris Chris Letang is one of the best all-around defenseman in the National Hockey League when he is healthy. But when he is not healthy, it is a big hole in our defensive lineup to where other defensemen have to step up. Justin Schultz is a very fine defenseman, but he was more offense this season when he didn't have that big injury. Obviously, he missed a lot of the season. The Pittsburgh Penguins will need to get back to the get back to the drawing board, look themselves in the face, and find their identity next season because they did not have it this season, and that is what caused them. That is what caused them to bow out early in the playoffs. That is what caused them not to have a good season in the eyes of Penguins fans and what we are accustomed to. We're accustomed to see them having the march of the march of the Penguins in March and having the playoffs wrapped up by March, not by late March. They usually have it wrapped up early March. You're pretty well sure the Penguins got it locked up this year. Not so certain. The Penguins would have had another bad run in March. We could have very well talked about the first time in 13 years the Penguins didn't even make the playoffs. But they did. They bowed out early. So the Penguins, what are they going to do in this offseason? We need to find out. As Penguins fans, we need to say very positive because I think everything will be okay. It was just a down season. Every good team, every good players, they will find the motivation to get back to get back on the ice, and they will come back, and they will make us proud next year. What are they going to do this off season? Could Phil Kessel be gone? Could the Penguins could bring back more defense? That is what I want to see. I want to see the Penguins bring back defense. I want to see Phil Kessel stay. I like the guy. I really do like Phil Kessel. But if it is in the best interest of the team, I understand. I want to see defense. I want to see grit. I want to see consistency. I don't want to see one game we give up four goals 
and then the next game we give up one. Next three games we give up four goals, and then the next two games we only give up one goal. So inconsistent. When we had Marc-Andre Fleury, we did not have that inconsistency. But with Matt Murray, granted, injuries have plagued him. But that's one thing the Penguins need to look out for. you got a goaltender who is very prone to injuries, and it does not provide you consistency at that backstop. A lot of hockey teams, if you look at it over through the years, what is one thing that is that is a make of an NHL Stanley Cup champion? It is consistency. You don't see teams going through three, four, or five goaltenders a year. The Penguins only went through four. Casey or Matt Murray, Tristan Jari, Casey DeSmith. They went through. They went through. They went through three goaltenders, not four. I was wrong on that one too. They went through three goaltenders. Not many hockey teams win the Stanley Cup final. The Vegas Golden Knights almost did it last year, but not too many hockey teams do that. With the amount of goals the Penguins are averaging giving up, not many hockey teams win the Stanley Cup final. So the Penguins need to get back to the drawing board, get some consistent, get back to the basics, and be consistent with what they do. I'm a diehard Pittsburgh Penguins fan. I hope they get back, and I know Sidney Crosby will right the ship. I know Evgeny Malkin will. They are all great players, and I expect big things from the Pittsburgh Penguins because I know the two-headed monster in Crosby and Malkin do not want their careers to go downhill and end on a low note. They want to go out on a high note. I'm not speculating that Evgeny Malkin or Sidney Crosby are anywhere near retirement, but they are getting up in age and uh, definitely the peak of the, the the they're 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 only getting older now it's not Sid the kid anymore if Guinea Malkin's not not as young as what he used to be and the human body ages so only only stamina can stay up for so long like when it comes to their athletic play and their the the the, the level of their athletic play what is your thoughts? I want you to know. Tweet me at AaronHost97 with any thoughts or anything you think about what the Penguins need to do. I'll be sure to mention it on Twitter. I'll be sure to give you a shout-out on our next show next Tuesday. Kelly Gamble will rejoin me, and we'll talk about what's hot in sports and what else we got going on around us. I want to thank our sponsors again, Three Guys Fitness in Reedsville. Once again, if you heard this ad on 96.7, receive $5 off your initial membership fee. A great deal right there, Three Guys Fitness, located right, right outside of Masontown, and it is in Reedsville. By Brouhaha in Kingwood, where the coffee beans are absolutely delicious. And by Shortcuts in Morgantown, the closest barber shop to the downtown WVU campus. I want to thank 96.7 K-Country, our radio station, for allowing us to get this podcast started. This is the 10th edition. I'm excited for where it's going from here. I want my listeners to give me a shout-out on Twitter to let me know what I need to change or what they would like to hear from this show, what they would like to be discussed in relative to the sports talk. I want to thank you all for listening to this special edition. I plan on doing this more often. I want to thank you, and I look forward to hearing from you guys. Tweet me on AaronHost97 
or on the station's Twitter account at 967 WKMM. Thank you, everybody.